trusty steed coming back into work after a little break. Um, he's had a holiday, he's been in the field, and now is the time to bring him back into work. And maybe you are feeling a little bit unsure as to how to do that safely. Well, today we are going to be chatting all about that, bringing a horse back into work after a break, and how you can get off on the right start and the right foot with your horse. Hi there, my name is Lorna and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Strides podcast where every week we take something to do with horse riding and we work through it in a step-by-step -step way for you and your horse that you can manage it. Not only that, keep things fresh, keep things interesting and the aim of the game today Keep your horse nice and sound as well. Isn't that great? Um, as I said, we do work through this each week, and of course, there is a whole week of lessons to go with this inside of Daily Strides Premium, which I'm going to tell you all about at the end of this podcast. But just as today we are speaking about a fitness program for your horse, have you ever considered a fitness program for yourself? And if you have not, can I suggest, urge, kind of push, nudge, gently, you know, dangle a carrot uh, for you to do just that. You can pop on over to 30dayriderfitnesschallenge.com and there is a free uh, rider fitness challenge over there for you. It's 30 days and I can tell you now the results you're going to get are amazing and you and your horse are going to notice the difference in the saddle. But back to today and today of course we're not talking about your fitness, we're talking about your horse's fitness. Now, First and foremost, there are a lot of considerations that you need to make sure that you're, I suppose, adhering to when you are starting a program with your horse and when you're bringing your horse back into work. First and foremost, you have to think of this from the point of view that your horse has not been in work, which means... Well, he's a lazy daisy, okay? He's going to be quite unfit. He may be a little bit overweight. He possibly is underweight. It depends on where he is. And this is why tailoring the program to you and your horse is really, really important. There is no cut and dry, um, I suppose, plan that you can really follow and say, okay, I, I'm going to bring him in now. I'm going to give him X amount of feed. It's going to do this, this, this. This is going to be our routine and so on and so forth. It is all going to depend on you and your your horse and today I want to talk about those considerations that you're going to have to factor in in order to create the plan for you. So I mentioned their food and this is one of the big considerations. So when horses are roughed off, when they've been out of work, they're generally it, it happens when they're in the field, okay? They're, they're put out to the paddock, they're put out to pasture, they're allowed a time off, a holiday and when they're in the field they generally are not receiving any hard food. So they're not receiving grain, okay? And they are just having grass. And a lot of people seem to forget this and they bring the horses in, put it into the stable and start giving it food straight away, okay? Now, what will happen is basically the, the I wanted to use a South African term there, the hohos, the, the bacteria in your horse's gut is going to suffer consequences of such a rash change in the horse's eating okay and behavior so it's important that you do this very gradually now what some people will do is they'll actually begin to introduce some of the feed the hard feed 
while the horse is still in the paddock. So now this, of course, is going to depend on your particular situation, whether you can do it at a regular time each day, whether there's other horses in the paddock. If there is, I wouldn't suggest this. Um, so it's going to depend on your situation. But what you want is that you're introducing this food very gradually. And the reason you want to introduce the food is as your horse is coming back into work, his nutritional requirements are going to change. And if you're going to kind of plan towards, I suppose, a more that he's going to have to have a, a, a certain degree of fitness he is going to have to at some point receive hard food in order to keep up with his nutritional needs um, and now that energy wise his calories that he's going to need okay now this also will all depend on the condition your horse is at presently whether he's fat and flourishing or he's a little bit of a skinny malini and either way you're going to have to try and adjust it for that okay so you want to look at that and you want to make sure that you're going to first and foremost go forward with a plan that's going to have your horse now the other things you need to consider of course are deworming but of course and also that your inoculations are up to date particularly the flu and the tetanus um, that they are all up to date that your horse is ready to come in he's ready to begin socializing again at the stables with other horses and in the arenas and at the shows and whatever else you've got planned for yourselves and that he is going to do so in a way that he is not going to put himself in harm or harm other horses. Very, very important, okay? Um, teeth. So if you have a dentist, an equine dentist, he can come and check his teeth. Uh, if not, the vet can do it for you. And of course, your farrier as well. Now, whether you go down the route of having shoes or not will, again, depend on your situation. Some horses they demand shoes, okay? Their feet are just not up to it when we start working. And one of the key considerations with this is that when you begin taking your horse back into work, the first two and even up to three weeks are going to be spent in walk. And if you can get onto a road or some sort of a hard, flat surface in the walk, that is brilliant. That is what you want, okay? That's what you're looking for because you'll be slowly over time conditioning the tendons, the ligaments, the muscles, the bones, all those fantastic things that your horse needs to condition over time. There'll be no shock and it will stand to him later when he is doing harder work and when he is fitter, okay? Taking that into consideration, a lot of horses' hooves will not be able to put up with going on the roads without shoes, okay? So I know this is a controversial topic, but there we go. That's the long and the short of it. Um, in saying that, our horses here are unshod, um, so it is possible, but you know, it depends on the horse again, depends on your situation. Um, so you can have speak with your farrier and look at what he recommends being the best requirements and what's going to suit for your horse's individual needs. That's very important. Now, finally, the thing I want to talk about in your kind of your checkups before you actually get into the saddle and get going is tack and equipment and not just the stitching. Okay, so obviously check the stitching of your tack. Okay, make sure it's all lovely. But but I am absolutely positive you have been taking regular care of your tack all the time that your horse has been out of work. Okay, I'm sure of it. But um, yeah, the other the, what I want to talk about here is how when your horse has been let off. Okay, when he's been roughed out, when he's been when he's been turned out to the field and he's just allowed to become soft again the tack is going to sit differently on his body than what it does when he is fit. And you have to take this into account, okay? 
things might have to be changed or adjusted. Um, you might have to use maybe different numbness. If it's a short, quick fix, you may have to actually go and get a different saddle. It's all going to depend. And the other thing that's very interesting about tack, and it's something that you really do need to keep in mind, is that when your horse comes in from being a, a, like a time off, he's, he's been out there, he's been just enjoying himself, he's had his holidays, his skin is extremely soft, okay? And the skin in particular around the girth areas can become a little bit rubbed and a little bit raw and a little bit sore, okay? So sometimes the girth itself might have to be changed or the girth is going to need a cover like a nice sheepskin just to keep it nice and soft for your horse but it, it's something that a lot of people forget about and it will set your whole training program back if you end up with a girth goal so really really important you keep that in mind as well okay you want to make sure that the tack fits but not only that it fits that the material that you're using and the equipment that you are using is suitable for where your horse is right now which is all soft okay he's not a big strong horse right now okay he's a softy um, and that comes down to as I mentioned his skin as well and that consideration also goes for boots that you're going to be using and um, a lot of people just think oh, okay he's fine and then the boot ends up rubbing things like that you need to think about all this and of course blankets as well okay the blanket may have fitted wonderfully when he was a lovely strapping lad and he was lovely and fit and now that he's soft um, it, it might not fit so hot anymore and you might get a little bit of rubs here and there okay so very very important you take that into consideration now so we said the first week is going to be totally in walk yes it is and I would recommend starting off 20 minutes a day and building up to about an hour by the end of the week okay now this is assuming that you're going to be riding five to six days a week now and I understand a lot of people can't do that but still stay in walk it is so tempting to get on to canter and to do all the wonderful things that you've missed out on don't you're going to do both yourself and your horse a disservice um, and in the long run it's going to come back and bite you in the bum you want to just make sure you take things slow and steady and I can tell you now it's going to pay off tenfold later when you have a lovely sound horse okay that's what you're aiming for here soundness is key okay so you want to also make sure that he's not sweating up too much this is more just this first week is more of like an introduction it's a, like um I don't know, testing the waters, just getting back into it, easing back into it. And of course, all the time with horses, we want to make things as positive an experience as possible so as they can enjoy it, but not only that, that they are happy to continue working with us as we're going through it, okay? Now, the other thing I want you to consider um, on this first week back is that it may be that your horse might be a little bit spooky, he might be a little bit less disciplined than normal, okay? That's all normal. Think about when children have been on their summer holidays and they go back to school. That first week is generally a little bit chaotic because the routine's gone, okay? The, the discipline, they know they're supposed to be good, okay? But it's just so tempting to catch up with their friends and to, you know, oh, there's just so much going on. It's so different and it's lovely and it's exciting. The same principle applies for your horse, okay? So just give them a little bit of leeway, but not only that, make sure that you are safe at all times. And this goes from being in the stable to also riding, okay? The last thing I just want to quickly mention before we finish up today is that a lot of people will take to lunging before they ride. And if your horse is particularly excitable 
okay? Yes, I would say do that. We don't want to have you have a fall, but I just want to warn against lunging. Lunging is very stressful on the horse's joints um, and just the horse's body in general. And particularly when your horse is unfit. Remember, he's not as balanced as he once was, okay? He's going to struggle with that a little bit. So you want to make sure that you're not just bringing him in and hammering him on the lunge and then jumping on and expecting it all to be good, okay? I would only use lunging at this point if I had to, if it was absolutely essential to me being able to get onto the horse. But otherwise, I would try and just keep it, as I said, on the roads or on a hard surface, fairly firm surface, um, nice flat level land, and that you're just riding the horse and just, I suppose, getting used to things again and allowing him become used to things again okay I'm going to leave it at that for today we are going to be going more in depth into all this later in the week and um, if you would like to join us you can pop on over to where can you pop on over to you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join sorry about that lack of sleep here uh, forward slash join and all the details are there about daily strides premium the other thing is I have made a nifty little checklist for you that you can download if you are indeed in this situation and you want to make sure that you've covered all of it and you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash fitness download and it is going to be there for you. Okay, I hope you have a really, really great week. Keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.